I think he comes to, okay, I'm going to blah, 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 and we're going to maybe edit that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm now drinking 17% beer. Yikes. And we've got a whole night ahead. Okay. You cannot play God then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Fierce Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your co-hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode. And we are back after five minutes slash two weeks. Sure. Or one week. We don't know. We never know. Who We're, even knows right we now? We operate much in the way of our friend Ronald D. Moore. We never know what's really going to happen. We wing it. We make the right call in the moment and to bring you a great product. We do. And we are really... Strangely, drinking a Pilsner today, which mm. I'm not really into, but I did like the name, which is Kicking and Screaming. It's a good name. It is a good name for this episode by Three's Brewing. It is a Fodra fermented Pilsner, mm. whatever the fuck that is. And it's from Brooklyn, from Douglas Street. So I'm interested to see how it tastes. Yeah, same. But good title, good can. I mean, Kicking and Screaming, that's kind of what... There's a lot of Kicking and Screaming. There's a lot of like... People attempting to drag people. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah, the dragging, kicking, and screaming. Oh, hey, guy. There's also maybe like some good screaming happening for certain people in this episode. Maybe. Hmm. So let's jump in. We're talking about season four, episode 16, Deadlock. This one tastes like kombucha. Interesting. (laughs) Doesn't taste like beer. Hmm. For me. But also, we just. In our previous episode, we're drinking a 17% beer. Yeah, mostly you were. I'm not quite on that level yet. We, I, whatever. <laughs> this one was directed by Robert Young, who we always have to call out for directing everyone's favorite episode, Unfinished Business. And written by... Jane S. Woodson! Felt appropriate. We love her. And we there's do. some classic Jane humor in here. There is. She's one of the funniest writers, I think. She is always super funny. Always She's super funny, but also like has so much heart. Yeah. It's true. It's a solid little episode. And you know what? I think we're going to get through it faster than the last one because there's thankfully not as much exposition in this one. Yes. <laughs> I will say. It's way more story than exposition. My first note mm. is that I didn't know that it was a kink of mine but six in khaki doing painting is apparently one of my kinks nice that sounds more like a fetish than a kink i don't know i just wrote kink nice uh, basically uh i love like, everyone in their little khaki ooh, boy howdy yeah I super love cute it. yeah super cute it's a good look it is it's a look i would think i could rock and I want one of those little khaki jumpsuits. Ah, yeah. That should be us when we go to a con. Mm, that would be a really subtle call out. <laughs> Were the unnamed Cylons who repair the ship in late season four? Yeah. Haven't you heard of it? Um, I mean, I think if we had our Battlestar Galactica tattoos by then, mm. it would probably be... Or it would Still be more confusing. Confusing. We would have Starbuck and Anders tattoos, but be dressed as different characters. Yeah, and also because I feel like now where this circle is on my body that I have to get an Anders tattoo. Yeah. 
and not a Starbuck one. Interesting. Uh, which is weird because when we cosplay, I'll probably be Starbuck. I don't know. You're we'll taller than me with shorter hair. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It seems like a lot of work to even just get us to the point where we're cosplaying. So we'll or getting tattoos. Apparently. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I also. think drunk ass almost got them the other night. I think we would have walked into a tattoo place and they would have been like, no, <laughs> you drunk white bitches. But also we're kind of like, can we afford beer today? And tattoos are a little more expensive. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see what out. happens. Yeah. We'll share photos when we get them. Yes. When and if, but probably when, because mm. that's a tattoo I have always wanted. Well, it's there beautiful. You go. It's beautiful little design. Let's jump right into a beat by beat, shall yes, we? Yes, let's do it. Yeah, we're going to power through this With bad this boy. With this very weird fermented beer. Hmm, sure. We open on this very attractive, perhaps even kinky six, patching up Galactica. Adama comes over and start, asks Daryl if he could play with the goo that they are spreading onto the beams of Galactica. And Tyrrell says cartilage, and I've always said cut cartilage. I think I always miss the... Tit, and I think it's because I'm lazy Australian accent. What do you say? I say cartilage, but I feel like maybe when you don't pronounce the R, there's more incentive to cut out the middle syllable in that word. Cartilage. Like it, you can jump over it faster. That's what killed you? <laughs> <laughs> we got to call again? it here. We got to call it here, folks. We're done. We're done for cartilage? the day. Cartilage? Cartilage? <laughs> is it funny because it's bad? What's funny? It just sounds wrong. But like it's because <laughs> you're saying it that it sounds wrong, but it probably sounds exactly like me. Um, oh, no. I was just wondering if it was my lazy Australian accent. Like, no, like, I think because when you have a hard R there, there's more of like a... you. It, it's too many letters to be like cartilage. Like it, you can't do that without cartilage. a syllable in the middle. I don't know. And then... It's like you say airplane and we say aeroplane. Ooh, interest. That's interesting though, because that's a aeroplane requires a hard R. The airplane, airplane. sounds weird actually. Airplane instead aeroplane. of airplane. Hmm. And we say airplane. Fun with accents. Yeah, it's and good dialects. Fun. Good yeah. fun time. Hey guys, we're from different countries. Did you know? Did you know? Adama is like, is this stuff alive? <laughs> But he, Chief does explain, like, this is what the base ship is made out of. And it's goo now, but it'll harden into something like cartilage. <laughs> Caprica 6 is, for some reason, going to get food in Dogsville. And we talked a lot about oh, why this happens. Yes. And we're confused. So, so, so. Deleted scenes. Mm. Very important in this moment. The Tyrrell and Adama stuff is actually longer in the original. And, weirdly... There is a point where Tyrrell yells out to someone called Whedon. Huh. Which I do not feel like could be a coincidence. No, that's definitely a call out. It's definitely a call out, but I looked it up and I couldn't find anything about it. A really subtle call out. It's a really subtle call out. And there's out. also like we've met 
probably like 500 char- characters that ha- get names at some point in the show, even if they're just background characters. For sure. So. And so I think the fact that we I couldn't find it online, it's obviously in the deleted scenes. It's very subtle that it must not be called out again. But I really loved it. I was like, that's not a coincidence. No. Yeah. And we know in the in the miniseries, in the pilot. Also, this is an episode written they by They have the Firefly ship. Yeah. They have Serenity. So I think that's really interesting. I'm really sad oh, to yeah, make it in. Oh, yeah. And this one was written by, by Jane. Jane. You're so right. I You're heard so that right. they know each other. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. You didn't, you didn't um, but in the original deleted scene, um, it's intercut between that and then Six actually being in Dogsville to try and get some kind of tea, which I think later in the episode she offers Ellen tea. And so that's also kind of weaves in together. Okay. So she's, so she's not there to get whatever sack of grain no. they're handing she's out. She's there to like see some lady about some specialty. That makes way more because sense. Because like when we watched it, yeah, it makes no sense at all. Nope. And, uh, but it was cut out. So it does okay. in the scheme of the show make sense. It why didn't like ruin the whole show, but, but it, it was did, like, it took us a second because now there are other sixes on board. Yeah. And I was like, is that Caprica six? We both, I think it is because she's wearing the Caprica six jumpsuit. She did. I'm wearing a jumpsuit today. You are um, very cap six of you. It's very cap six of me. Hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that was a scene that was included. And um, the other thing about that scene was that uh, Tyrrell or like one of the guards was telling Adama not to go to Dogsville and then there are some other extra scenes with them talking about the security on Dogsville and like um, them struggling with not having enough personnel and I think like a lot of what they were trying to do is like not only is a ship breaking down but also like with all the mutineers gone um, from Battlestar Galactica then there's also like a skeleton crew and they're really mm. just trying to protect the really important stuff and then things like food whatever so it's like all part of a bigger picture we kind of when we watched this I was like we should watch the deleted scenes because uh, Jane always has a bunch of really funny ones that kind of get cut out and there were a lot of deleted scenes for this episode nice we watched them together that's something I almost remember <laughs> I think we had had a bit of beer that day. No. Us? <laughs> Never. So some dudes come for her. Like, he's selling it. And she takes them out fairly easily. And she's pregnant. Oh, she's a fucking badass. Badass. And I think that's Gail. actually Trisha Hell for acting. Like, I don't think there's a stunt person in there. Because in the deleted scene, it like looked pretty much like it was her. Could be. Um, or I think... She at least is competent enough to like be shown on camera throwing punches, mm. and then if they need to bring in a stunt double for like a more far away shot or something, mm. or a from behind shot, they can do that. But oh my goodness, I totally missed this from last podcast. Uh, something that Ronald D. Moore said about Trish, Trish as he calls her, oh, yes. um, about uh, a scene with her and Ty, which was walk a thousand miles for one of those smiles. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it doesn't work for this scene, but just as you said that, I remembered. I was like, "Oh, bless! That was beautiful." That's being that Ronald D. Moore said. So it's a cute thing to say. It is. So and it rhymes. It does. It's a great expression. Maybe I'll use it one day. Who knows? As a pickup line for some lady in a bar. I you walk up and you'd be like, "Hey, lady, I'd walk a thousand miles for one of those smiles." I don't think there's a bone in my body that could say that unironically. How much whiskey would you need? More than is healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Battlestar Beers Beats fans. 
Have you ever used that line? What are your favorite pickup lines? Call us now. Favorite pickup lines would be really fun. Also, like Battlestar Galactica related pickup lines could be really fun. Like the Valentines that you posted that one time. Yes. That could be a fun thread to play around. Yes. Please tell us your favorite BSG pickup lines. Yes. This fight is one of those moments where um, I feel like people kind of don't notice what's happening until she starts throwing punches. So it almost looks like she went down there and picked a fight with some dudes. It's like what happens often. Yeah, exactly. They go to check in with Coddle, who's like, your kid's totally fine. And Ty's like, I think you should stay overnight. I don't trust that machine. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Jane, comedy gold. So solid. He's uh, like, yeah, I hear the irony. Yes. Really I also funny. heartbeat like a kettle drum. Is that a thing? That's what he says. No, I know. But is. No. Okay. Um, and then I also <laughs> just have a note here that says, don't name your child before it's born. There are just so many things that can happen before that happens, especially mm. in like post-apocalyptic space time with like a very tenuous alliance. Like, don't name your child yet. Yeah, plus, you don't, don't know, know if he's going to be a Liam. You can't tell until it's born what it's. I mean, be. I think that, but I don't. I feel like, like I've it's never okay met for someone. Other parents who are like, I know my kid is going to have this name. I think most people have a few, and then they're like, "What do you look like?" Yeah, and then they name them. But yeah, I was like, ah, the minute you named it, it I was think a- in Little Man Tate, she doesn't name the kid until like two weeks after he's born. Yeah, yeah, and then there's Bird Box, which whew. I have not. It's not, well, I'm not sure how much of a spoiler it is. There's some kids who don't get names for a while. That's all. Yeah, it's like in old timey days when they all used to have kids who died and they didn't name them always straight away. All right. Anywho. You don't want to get attached, you know. Fair, I guess. Depressing. Depressing to talk about children dying. Let's not do it. Let's not. Let's talk about something else. How about look who found the fleet really easily it's yeah. boomer and also ronald d moore says that this scene is a callback um to when ellen originally yeah comes. they do the reveal i think in a similar exactly way the same, yeah on the raptor oh mm-hmm. also this episode was originally called the drowning woman sorry i just turned to my notes was there a reason for that because like the Battlestar galactica was drowning and then he's like oh and then jane called it deadlock which i guess is also good and i was like it's better actually <laughs> Makes more it's sense. definitely more relevant. Yeah. Um, hot dog. <laughs> what an iconic line from our guy. How many dead chicks are out there? So, and he delivers it perfectly. In perfectly. A, in a way that is a bit like surfer dude Keanu Reeves-ish. It was, I was to about to, to actually say it's very Keanu Reeves. How many dead chicks are out there? It's just so good. And I... Uh. I love it. It's a really funny line. Um, the dead chicks. Are but also there. a funny line. Does and anyone have something to drink? Well, that. But what are you? Rosalind gets the first line, which is doesn't. It's not. It's not a joke line. <laughs> it's it's great. It's a statement of fact. But she goes, "Oh my God, it's Ellen Ty." <laughs> She's like, of all the people, of all the people who could come back, I think Ellen was number one on Rosalind's list of. Could never see again. Yeah. Would be fine. to never see again. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. It's Rosalind is not that happy. It, she, her to say the least. In this episode. Oh, my God. They're great. She's, she's just. Oh, 
She's perfect. She is. Tyrrell recognizes Boomer, who is immediately escorted to the brig. I like that he recognizes Boomer. Yeah, it's fun. Because nice you kind of wonder who's going to be the first one. And mm. it's you, that you do get the... And then you have this realization or memory that like a million years ago, Boomer tried to kill Adama. Because yep. like it's easy to forget. It is easy. It's easy to forget that she and Tyrrell were totally a thing mm-hmm. before Callie happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Ty rolls up. So happy. And then they just get this big smoocheroo. Which no one is into. <laughs> Literally no one wants that to be happening or wants to watch it yet. Can't look away. Yes. Mm, from the train wreck that is Solanel and Ty. That's great. Mm. I think we're at the same number we were last time, 39,556, which means the Cylons aboard the, the Cylons who are traveling with the humans are maybe not included in the count. No, but I thought that they might be included after this episode. Could be. Because this is the, because we did these episodes together. So I was confused last episode, but this is the episode where it ends with the Cylons putting themselves up on the board let's see what happens to the numbers yeah next episode. and yeah. that's sort of like the moment when Rosalind and Adama are like oh but Ellen and Boomer show up and the count does not go up yes which also you're like is the count about like who's loyal to the fleet like who's loyal to the humans I don't know no because I don't think the silence are currently included I don't think they are I think uh I think it's been more established now in this episode because we've been questioning it Ellen has a meeting with everybody She's like, Cavill wants resurrection. He's really lost it. Uh, <laughs> just kind of an understatement. Yep. And she's like, give, she gives, she throws a lot of exposition at them. And she's like, oh, I've totally lost you, haven't I? I'm still Ellen. And Rosalind just lets out this. Mm. And then she's like, does anybody have a drink? Yeah. But Rosalind's Which I like. I think is actually what I had that line note for. Like her saying, I'm still Ellen. Rosalind's is like. not an argument that's helping right now. Doesn't help anything. <laughs> uh, she does ask for a drink. And who's there for you but Papa Dama with Who his flask. now an alcoholic. Yeah. And you see just the, just the slight little wisp of judgment pass across Rosalind's face. Yep. Hey. But she doesn't say anything. I'm just going to throw this out there. Like my life sometimes sucks now and like i think about being an alcoholic a lot and i think that if i was in a space apocalypse i would for sure be an alcoholic also the dude never gets to he doesn't get to go to joe's bar and hang out after his shift he just gets to drink an entire bottle of whiskey to himself (laughs) every day um there was a point that ronald d moore made in this podcast specifically about the scene quite later on with um adama and ty but related to his drinking about uh, the fact that Ty has been a little bit of a teetotaler lately because of six and that actually now Adama's bringing Ty in. Like before yeah. we've had Ty bringing Adama into the drinking and now it's like the other way. It so is interesting. It I, is. Lo- I love that Adama had a flask. Yeah, it's perfect. And Adama likes Ellen. storytelling. <laughs> Does he? Yes. Okay. I feel like he likes Ellen. I think Adama loves Ty and Ellen makes Ty happy. So Adama tolerates Ellen I because think... she's come on to him before and like it's been there's he doesn't love her for Ty because it makes Ty crazy. Like, mm. I don't know. There's a lot of history there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think Rosalind is the most upset that this is happening, but I don't think Adama thinks it's a good thing that Ellen's back. No, but I think, yeah, anyway. <laughs> she asks to see the rest of the five. She's like, 
look, there's like 50,000 of you because she's not up to speed and doesn't know that there's under 40,000. Uh, she's like, imagine if there were only five of you, <laughs> which is a good Can point. I please see them? And finds out that they Sam, are my BFFs. Right? Yes. They, yeah. They are my squad. Yeah. Hashtag squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. Your squad should, the goal of your squad should absolutely be to like invent immortality. Absolutely. Yeah. What's more squad goals than that? Exactly. She finds out that Sam is uh, in the hospital all broken and she extra sad, wants sad, to sad. go then. And she extra wants to go. Just every other note I have is like Mary's face, Mary's face, Mary's face. Fair notes. They all leave the room. The ties stay in the room. Indeed, and they do. to his slight, not good enough credit, <laughs> Saul is like, oh, there's things I have to ask you. There's things I have to tell you. And then she's like, the table or the floor. And <laughs> that's just, he's I mean, not going to talk about it. This happens in a lot of TV shows and stories. Yes. I don't blame him for it. I mean, as Ronald D. Moore did say, they love the sense time and space. He thought she was dead. And now she's not. Mm-hmm. And it's Ellen Ty. And it's Ellen Ty. And if and she, she wants to like, frack on the table, frack on the table. Um, Correct. Yeah. This scene was also originally longer. Was it sexier? Uh, no, it was more of an after sex thing going like he, he I was, do kind of remember watching. Yeah. That. He was like, oh, was I a good man? And then she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like you poisoned me. That was terrible. And he was like, I thought you knew. I thought that was, you were making a choice. And she was like, ha ha ha. I was just kidding. I don't care. Which does kind of like, I feel like she still skirts around that answer because we've debated d- on that episode whether she knew what she was drinking or not. I think that she, he thought she knew what she was drinking. I think, yeah, well, that becomes clear in this scene. But mm. I always thought that she did know, which she still could. She's just fracking with him right now. Oh, no, no, no. Then after that, she's like, haha, just joking. I knew. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're really funny. But like, did she? Who knows? It's, Who knows? She's just saying whatever she can to get a rise out of him. But what I do moment. like about this episode is that I was really worried about the born again Ellen. And then she's just back to sucking. And I love that. <laughs> like in the best way. Yes. Like I mean that in a positive way. No, 100%. She's outstanding in this. Like, it's been a little dreary around Galactica. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of mutiny. We've lost some good people. Um, I'm just going to drink out of this can. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, yeah, that sure is a pilsner, isn't it? <laughs> I went to a bar the other day, and I uh, they didn't have any IPA at all. We were there. I was there. No, you weren't. Oh, this is a different bar than Stonewall? Stonewall had IPA downstairs. Yeah, that was the whole other. We won't get into it yeah. here. <laughs> but this place had no IPA in the building. Like, not even a can of it. How do you even have a bar? I know. And then I went to Especially an Especially in New York. I know. And then I went to an event yesterday, which was yesterday, the day before yesterday, which was hilarious. We went to a comedy show about art hosted by the Whitney, um, where they had comedians dissect pieces of art who had no artistic experience and then a curator saying what it really was. Oh, that's funny. And they had five IPAs, two on tap and then three in cans. And I was like, this is the correct amount of IPAs. Correct. Mm -hmm. There should always at least be two. At least. Well, now that that's been established... So during this sex scene, he sees six the way when he's been having sex with six. It's crazy. He was seeing Ellen. He's all he's all confused, but he's just going with it. I think for him, neither one is a bad view. Uh, and six, right at that moment when they're fracking, 
uh, has a little like, oh no, the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very intentional. Bit of foreshadowing there. Gaius shows up. Oh my god! At his former digs, he is so again. He walks in and know. no one pays attention to him, and he's very sad. And he has to like. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's like, hey, guys, what is up? What's been happening? Missed you so much. Uh, (laughs) And this relationship now between Paula and Jean, who are kind of like the two ringleaders of the rest of the flock. So much fun. Paula. I love Paula. And I'm so glad Paula's getting more to do. She's like, hey, yeah, well. Once we found out that we had been abandoned, we stepped up and we went out and people were trying to take our stuff. So we went out and we stole some guns off some dead bodies. Mm-hmm. And now we have all this food and all these guns. Mm-hmm. And Jean's like, she didn't, she meant abandoned by God. God. <laughs> I also love um, in this that when he said, what did I miss? That we both went at exactly the same time. What did I miss? It was just like so perfect. You could not plan it. Uh, we we're in sync. That's it's disgusting. Always ready to break out into song. Yes. My favorite moment in this scene is that Gaius immediately pivots to taking credit for staying away for just the right amount of time so they could figure themselves out and stand on their own two feet and he was so wise for giving them time to do that it's so funny paula's not buying it and she's a bad bitch i love her yeah i absolutely love that he's just like yes it's exactly i knew that if i stayed away that you'd find the strength to go on without me. So brilliant. It's so Gaius. He's so... You think maybe after the last episode where he had that moment of like, no, I abandoned my people and I need to go back. He's like had some sort of moment of clarity where he's going to be not Gaius and he comes back and he's just exactly the same fracking person. He's amazing in this episode. Jane, no one writes Gaius like Jane. Jane and James, the dream team. Dream team, Gaius, Bolta, people. Love it. Ellen Ty asks Saul, who do you frack? Because uh, she, she knew knows. Because she knows his repertoire, mm. which is the best reason to know. <laughs> like, it's not anything except like, I've known you for thousands of years. I oh, know thanks. your moves. Who taught you new sexy moves? <laughs> because you didn't come up with that by yourself. <laughs> I fracking loved it. Mm-hmm. I bet Ty is just, he hadn't experienced anything better than the swirl. And then who knows what he and Cabrick Six got the up to. Swirl. The swirl. Oh my God. I love He's it. like, oh, you know, uh, I, well, just Cabrick Six. And uh, in the extended scene. But I thought scene, of you. Yeah. In the extended scene, she throws out some names first. Oh, uh, who does he, she suggest? Starbuck <laughs> and yeah. uh, President Roslin, <laughs> little presidential push, I think she calls it or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> which I love because I really don't like how this show seems to always put really old men with really young women. And so I like that she suggested Roslin, but like yeah. it's too like Ty and Starbuck or like that we're going to put Fogerski with Callie. Uh, Callie. I mean, to be fair, Ty and Starbuck is a ridiculous suggestion that Ellen Ty has invented. But. Yeah, I know that. But what I'm saying is, like, I feel like this show does it a lot. 
A bit, yeah. And so I did like that she suggested Rosalind, even though that's also ridiculous, maybe even more ridiculous than Starbuck. But like, Probably, maybe it's just yeah. that there's not enough older women on the ship. Yeah, I think they have more older male characters and they have older female characters, which is a thing that happens in movies and TV uh, quite often. But I would have been almost happier if the person that Ellen was fracking for information was like a young hot thing. Mm, you yeah, know, like, I guess. But the, the, the way it all unfolded uh i think it's was pretty like smart. it all makes sense now but they didn't plan that no but i think that the way it's but cavill's the one with the power and the information you don't you frack a simon if you want like good medical care like look i would frack a simon show me a simon and i'll frack him i need medical care <laughs> <laughs> yes doctor <laughs> so what doesn't happen in this scene with ellen and saul is him admitting that capricus is pregnant just Forgot to mention it. Yeah. And like, doesn't seem overly concerned that he forgot to mention it. Isn't like she's going to find out because everyone knows about this and she's obviously pregnant. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. Anyway, they're having a little Cylon meeting over over Sam's bed, just talking right over him, which is nice. He's got company. And again, this was, I think, the one that was. No, it's the one after that's an extended scene, I think. But one of the ones around the bed was extended and originally... Is this the one with Six and Boomer there? Yes. Yes. Uh, So originally it was like Apollo and Adama and Rosalind were like in the background just like watching them and they were like, can we just like chat alone? (laughs) And they were like, oh, we really feel like this should be representative here. And they're like, is this an alliance or is this an alliance? Like, I just feel like you should trust us. And then Ellen said something like, Oh, what, in case we join hands and shoot magic fireworks out of our asses, which is just a great line that I wanted to shout out because it's a very Jane line that was not included. So originally it. it was like this scene started with those three there and then they leave and then they do the whole this bit. But Ty's line of, can we maybe talk about the baby thing later is great. Uh, Tyrell's line. Yeah. Tyrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Tyrell. funny. They're like having this like domestic and he's like, this seems less important. <laughs> Again, as we've said, Tyrell, Tyrell now is amazing. The best Tyrell's ever been. The best. Mm-hmm. So the what? Well, first Ellen rolls up, and they're all like, "Oh my god!" And she greets them all by stroking their faces with the back of her hand. It's great. It's, a, it's an old Cylon greeting, I guess. Very intimate. Yes. Yes. Or maybe that's just She's an Ellen tie thing. Yeah. Yeah. The so Tori basically immediately proposes like. Hey, glad to see you. Uh, we want to take the base ship and jump away and start our well, own six and, colony. Six and eight proposer, and then Tori's like, I agree. And they're like, did you tell them to have this idea? <laughs> and I'm like, she probes did. That's very yeah. on-brand for Tori. Especially the eights we know are prone to suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. There's a lot of, there's weird language here about like, we want to start a pure Cylon colony, which is just... I don't know. Anytime people start talking about the purity of their Mm -hmm. line, it gets a little... I am personally of the idea of ties, which is like, we are kind of suck both on our own, but if we're together, we're great. Which is just how I feel about general... Like, I'm just like, everyone should just have a baby with someone from a different race, and then we're all (laughs) just mixed people. It's like the South Park episode where they're like, in the future, we're all mixed together, and we speak a mix of all languages. It's pretty funny. Anyway, there is another great line by Ellen here that I just want to call out, which is again about the baby, which you haven't even gotten to yet. But um, she's like, I bet you are laughing your shiny, shiny head off. 
That also felt very Jane to me. <laughs> it's very Jane. Uh, yeah, so they... Someone spills the beans that Caprica Six is pregnant. And, and like, they're, this is the thing. Their whole entire plan <laughs> for creating like a separate Cylon race is we have one unborn baby. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> we can live on forever. <laughs> oh dear. Maybe we'll all die, but this one baby can figure out how to live. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty ridiculous plan. It's funny, but it's good. It's not well thought through. No, but yeah, uh, they decide that they have to do majority rule because that's like a Cylon thing. I love that Tori's like, well, I guess we'll never know what Anders wanted. And, <laughs> and then Tyrrell is like, he very clearly said he, he explicitly said it <laughs> like two days ago. Like, <laughs> it is basically the last thing he said before he went into surgery. But like Tori's like, I guess we'll never know. He's so conniving. <laughs> it's great. Tori. And I love that Tyrrell's on her side because it makes sense given our recent, you know, uh, a recent knowledge about them. I like that they kind of sided together, but I also it does just... seem surprising to me that Tyrrell's so ready to go. Though. I think so too. I didn't think it was him, and then but then I liked it in the in the wake of them being kind of outed as like a couple. It was kind of nice, even in a past life. But then yeah. he also was like very fair about it, being like... totally. And I think maybe I don't know. Maybe he would have felt more tortured if he was the swing vote i don't know he's gonna he's gonna leave it to ellen i feel like yeah yeah <laughs> guess we'll never know <laughs> so sorry this was one of my favorite parts of it because i just felt like it was such a great a great thing oh, tori yeah. how far you've come and how low you've sunk <laughs> I know, it's just <laughs> anyway uh ellen and ty fight as they are want to do and she runs out <laughs> and now they're they're two to two and tori's like getting nowhere yeah anyway it's ridiculous and it's just yeah i love that ellen is not great like i love that she still sucks she's still a jealous train wreck (laughs) and i wouldn't have her any other way i don't want her to be different from that nope you know who else i don't want to be different Gaius Balter. Gaius Balter, who's (laughs) parading around dogsville looking for new people to save and then just sees this beautiful woman and is like uh, hello. um oh oh hello <laughs> what's your name <laughs> her name is naya it is and who's this this is guys oh i'm very flattered he's named after his father oh i mean that's very flattering <laughs> <laughs> no but he's like oh his father's name is gaius oh uh oh oh <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, they never fully establish it, but it's very much implied. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? You don't think that he's the father? No, I didn't understand what? that. Because I thought about it and I was like, no, I feel like there would be more recognition if he was the father. They downplay it, but I very much think he hooked up with that woman and she's pregnant. She got pregnant. Back on like Caprica. Well, I don't know how old that kid is. That kid is older than four. Do you think? I'm really bad at and kid really, ages. No, that's like a child. Like a child. Like between the ages of four and ten for sure. It just, to me, it's a way funnier scene if he is actually that kid's father but then has no desire to ask any follow-up questions. Or I mean, I thought about that, it uh, and then I was like, I feel like they would have done more to acknowledge it, but you're probably right. It could be that. I would be I interested to see what listeners I feel like think. that's what they were going for, but they... That is an ugly kid. 
<laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but he's like, he's very cute. And I'm like, no, he's not. That Well, he's cuter once his name is Gaius. No, but in, no, in the eyes of Gaius. He's not cute. That is a child that you would cast to play like a starving little street urchin, which is kind of what they're going for here. So I or guess that like works. a demon. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's harsh. That kid. <laughs> but like you, it's just a really creepy looking child. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What is it? He's cute. My note's just that child's not cute. Sorry, child. I'm sure you turn into a beautiful adult. Ugly kids make very attractive adults. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And cute kids, sometimes really ugly grownups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now he's found some new people to save. I was just going to talk about McCody Culkin because he's a weird looking adult. He is. And one of the one of the cuter kids of the 90s. Exactly. Indeed. In the nicest way, because I love McCody Culkin. But he's weird looking. Yeah. No, he's great. But he uses it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. (laughs) Uh, He finally gets the the appreciation he was looking for from (laughs) his flock and hadn't received. He's going to feed all these people. And Sweet and I gives him a big old hug. And then he like, he's really like, mm, like, like holding onto it. And then he kind of turns and looks at Paula like, now what are you going to do? No, he looks at her like, I'm so sympathetic to these people. Like. Look at this. No, you're right. He's not going to be intentional about what he's doing. No. Yeah, he's going to come. Freaking, it's a, it's a crazy day in Brooklyn. Always. Mm. This scene with Roslyn running up to Caprica 6 is a lot. Okay, so first of all, I just want to point out that she's like, I don't think I ever called you a name before. And apparently that line was improvised. <laughs> Mary. Yeah. But also, okay. Having the name Caprica <laughs> was an honor among the Cylons who were trying to destroy the humans because they were like, you're the only six who gets a name. Your name is Caprica because that is the planet that you destroyed. Like yes. you got us in, you got us into, all, you got us all the technology we needed. You got us in the door. Mm. You made this happen. You're Caprica mm. six mm. because genocide. And yeah. like her name comes from the genocide. And now Rosalind's like, Hey Caprica. Like it's just, it must sting a little. Yeah. It was even if maybe they but don't I, actually, that's why I really like that. I don't think I ever called you anything yeah, yeah, before, yeah. Uh, which yeah was either included on purpose or improvised according to Ronald Z. Moore, but he wasn't a hundred percent sure, but he, thought that was the case it's it's probably something mary mcdonald as an actress would have thought about because Mm. she's very thorough Mm. uh yeah they have this great exchange where they're talking about the dreams and caprica's like well i haven't had any dreams since you know since the baby and rosin's like is this baby important in some way (laughs) six is like yeah it's my fracking baby it's important (laughs) And she's like, oh, yes, yes. All all children are important. But it's she's like, so disappointed. It's like those people who are like, just never want to be parents and do not have children. And they're like, I have a friend who like, shout out to Beck. I love you, Beck. She just like, is not into pregnancy or children in like a massive, massive way. Like, you sure. know. Yeah. And it's like, she tries to be super nice about it, but just really creeps her out. <laughs> it just really felt like... <laughs> That kind of moment where she's like, yes, I understand that this is an important thing for you. And I am not disgusted by your choice to procreate. (laughs) I think it's just Rosalind being a bit callous. And like most of her relationships with the Cylons have been about like, it's about 
finding earth and finding a home and saving all of us and it's like she, she has no need for a useless mm. infant you mm. know uh, <laughs> useless infant <laughs> that's a great band name <laughs> new band name i called it there's a piano at joe's now i okay hey <laughs> i love that starbucks just like since when do we have a piano correct we were we actually kind of I think said the same thing as a scene open with you a did, piano. Yeah, for sure. Uh and apparently this piano will be significant. According mm. to Ronald D. Moore, he was like, We had to call out to the piano, it will be significant later. It's I think kind of smart of them, yet also really obvious to do it in a in an episode where the thing isn't featured. You're like like, oh, we'll introduce this thing to, as like a little side note mm, within an episode to, and then talk about it in a later episode. To be honest, when I saw that, the way that I read it is that either it had been put in the script or Starbuck had improvised it because they were waiting for people to ask the question. So, like, I sort of, like, before I heard Ronald D. Moore say it would be significant, I sort of was like, oh, that's just a joke because it's like people would be on the message boards being yeah. like, where the fuck did the piano come from? <laughs> and that they're Which just the like, joke still works regardless yeah, of being whether it's very important or not. Yeah. Of the fact that a piano just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I mean, I personally It does provide a it. nice little, it's nice little background music. It really is. Scene. So I'm I sure whatever the tune is composed by ben Mr. McCreary. McCreary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make a little thing here. I guess a prediction. Ooh, prediction corner. That Anders has something to do with that piano being significant. Mm, you heard it here, folks. I might be wrong, but. Starbuck has this <laughs> sad conversation with Tyrrell. She where she's like, why don't you go watch Boomer sleep in the brig i just watched sam sleep for like 10 hours it was really fun she also says that watching ellen and ty make out was like watching her parents make out <laughs> to tyrell and they're effectively no they're not his parents but then i was like oh maybe that is a line that like indicates that maybe they're the par- maybe they're her grandparents mm-hmm. kind of if daniel's her father which is my working theory mm-hmm. or her parents if she's like some weird version mm. of daniel or was resurrected in the colonies i don't know i'm just throwing shit out there but i'm trying to theories make a lot as of we approach the predictions end yeah it's fun i didn't for so long <laughs> we're we're about to get all the answers so now is the time mm. Caprica 6 is having just all kinds of fun visitors today. <laughs> First, Rosalind insulting her and her baby. And now uh, her baby daddy's wife. Oh, he didn't tell you we slept together? Oopsie. I was coming here to do such a nice thing. And now I've just ruined it all. Oh my God. Also, where's the booze? She says, I thought we could have a drink together. <laughs> it's like, She's pregnant, for sure. Rude. And then I also love that when she's like, I have tea, she's like, God, no. Which I just think is the correct response. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. She's trying to play all innocent. And then throws out this line of like, oh, my God. If, well, God, oh, my God, is the silent Mm. expression. Uh, If Simon knew that you were having a baby, he would want that baby, like, so bad. (laughs) 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 <laughs> throw back she's like oh that's not a threat and Caprica's like yes it was a threat like I absolutely <laughs> see through whatever bullshit you're doing right now 
we there's a lot in this episode about like you can't have a baby unless there's true love and because there's a baby yeah yeah which like it's a very silent thing i think we maybe explored some of that with uh athena and hilo yeah like definitely before you joined the podcast there was a lot of this like you need true love to make a baby happen. Interesting. And then definitely in the earlier episodes, it felt like that's why they thought Athena and Hilo had a baby and Hilo, uh, sorry, and Tyrell and Boomer didn't, uh, was like, there had to be real love, there. real love, but also mm-hmm. he's a Cylon. So that kind of changes the game a bit. Right. Um, but also like, is no one, just no one uses protection. I guess they have a lot of whiskey and toy planes, but no condoms in space. A lot of candles. A lot of candles. No condoms. condoms. (laughs) Uh, As I established, I think there was a candle ship. I don't think there was a condom ship. Ah, but also like, I guess they're trying to kind of like, I think Rosalind did tell them to have babies and there's no abortions allowed. Yeah, but that seems like all the more reason. Like, if this happens, it has to happen. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they used all the condoms in, like, the first week. <laughs> and like, frack, we're going to die. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, especially Hilo and Athena were, like, fracking in the woods. Oh, they didn't lives. have a choice. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, that's why it makes sense that they got pregnant. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, I guess if you're... I don't know. People didn't know people were Cylons at the time. I would like a be whole bunch of things. fracking everyone. In the space apocalypse? Yeah. What else is there to do? Yeah. Well, I would be fracking all the time. Oh, yeah. Especially you're like, we might die at any moment. Like, I'm going to have all this sex that stressful, I can, can. And yet you have all of this downtime mm-hmm. if you're on any of the other ships. Yeah. Yeah. Not that they're not. They don't have shit to do. Certainly nobody is getting a lot of action on the Tilium ship. Well, yeah. And we know that they have some good STD medications because hot dog had one. So guy shows up <laughs> with all the food in Looking Dogsville. He's like, see, nobody's rioting. This is just like people having a meaningful exchange. And, d- and then and he's of looking course, at Naya the whole time, mm-hmm. lovingly looking at her. It's amazing acting. He's just transparent in what he's trying to do. And then of course the sons of Aries show up with their, Bigger guns, mm-hmm. bigger and more plentiful guns. And, and he's like, pulling your this <laughs> moment where they're like, yeah, we're going to take that food. And he's like, I'm going to get, well, I'm going to take these two, yeah. these it's, two boxes. And holds them to his chest. <laughs> but I also love that he's like, so show, show them your guns. And they pull out these tiny little <laughs> handguns. And he's like, Chain, take the safety. Off. Take the safety. <laughs> off. So but it's also so him to just have these two women where he's like, show them your guns. Like he's just, and he's just like stealing the food back. He's just oh great. It's, br- it's just everything he does. It's so fracking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Guys, Baltar is just one of the best characters that's ever been written for TV. I think. He is. He's amazing. I love him. Just so much genius there. All right. Adama and Tyre boozing it up. So much boozing. I love this scene. This, there's a lot of really funny exchanges here. This scene is great. One line that I have written down is mythic revelations, which I loved. And I don't remember in the context, but I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And also, <laughs> when he's like, so you were born. And then he's like trying to work out in his mind how that works in yeah. his mind. And then he's then ties like, yeah, my great grandpa was a power sander. <laughs> but the way he says it, he goes, great grandpa was a power sander. 
Like it's just it's so aggressive and out of nowhere. It's so fucking funny. He also they're talking about like, so you were born to like do you remember it? And Ty's like, no, nature of the process. <laughs> I know I loved that too. <laughs> It's oh, so funny. Oh, I also think that he uses the the word Cylon goop. He does. <laughs> which I love. And uh, they just the two of them have the best banter after the do. like four and seasons so of working together. They both play drunk really well. They do. And I love that Adam is just constantly filling up his whiskey. <laughs> like it's just it's it's hilarious. It's really, really funny. They're and it great. like I feel like it takes you back to because we've seen so as we talked about previously so much of Ty like really abusing alcohol and mm. Adama kind of trying to hold him back and this feels like a callback to like the the like Ty and Adama early days yeah like how they bonded yeah Adama's how really else do you bond yeah exactly I don't know sorry podcast if you find out let us know mm-hmm. Adama's really grieving his ship is what comes through in this scene mm. um through all of this witty, silly, drunken banter. Well, He's I think the point upset about what it's become was supposed to be the interplay of the ship and the baby. Yeah. Together. There's a lot of that. Yeah. It was supposed to be like definitely very intentionally tied together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it comes through in the way the scenes are edited, the way the dialogue is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, head six back in the game. Yes. Yeah, so apparently originally Ronald D. Moore was going to be like, make it a big deal that she came back and then thought that would be a little bit strange. And so just wanted us to imagine that this has been happening off screen a lot. Well, and she did show up in deleted scenes in a previous episode, but not yes. in yeah, not in the, I, the televised version. But boy, howdy, are we happy to have it back. We are. We, we'd be even happier to have head guy as well. Oh, whenever. my we'll God. Take, I don't think that he's we'll coming back. We'll take head sex. Mm. Uh, she is... Got a, she's got plans on how to get the power back from Paula, who is like really has the support of the. Uh, it seems like all women at this point, like they there were men in other episodes, <laughs> and now this gaggle is just like a strong little group of Paula women. Does this thing is like, oh, so oh Paula, I'm Paula, so Paula, disappointed Paula. in you. <laughs> he has this great speech that's like, yes, no, we can, we can be generous, and we can give, and the power of hope. And we need and six is like whispering to him. He's like, and we need more guns, All better guns. guns, bigger guns. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he also uses the expression icy pragmatism, which I like and probably describes me. Mm. <laughs> I see pragmatism. I see pragmatism. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, no. I meant icy as in. Oh, cold. That makes even more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Your icy pragmatism. I was like, yeah. I do. I, yeah. But I, like I do see pragmatism also. Uh, yeah. But I think you and Paula may be kindred spirits. Maybe. Mm. Probably. Mm. Ho- hopefully more. Hopefully more? <laughs> I was joking. I mean, as in, I hope we could be more than that. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Super I love funny. It. I love that you're drinking Paula's Kool-Aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She can be my co-leader any day. <laughs> Agreed. Mm. Way better at it than Gaius. More female cult leaders, please. Yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Can't just be men who abuse power. <laughs> <laughs> at least in the fictional stories that we tell. Yeah. Like, let's have fun. Ty and Ellen are having a little meeting. Ty is basically like, we need the base ship. Like, you guys can't abandon us. And Ellen's like, I'm sorry, no. Bill needs the base ship. Like, let's okay. call this out. So, can I just say, I love 
Adama and Rosalind together and they are the best space parents and this is all true. But I think the real love story in Battlestar Galactica is about Bill and Ty. I think you're so right. And as much as I love Bill and Rosalind, there's a different kind of love. It's a more traditional love. I really ship Bill and Saul. And I think what Ronald E. Moore says is he's like, I don't think there's enough demonstrations of relationships of like older men on television. I don't know if I can 100% buy that. But usually if it's older men, it's some craziness like like the Godfather or something where we're mm. all like it's criminals together or we're businessmen together. It's not this like th- th- just the friendship between them. And we're going to get to this more at the end of the episode. Mm. It's it's really beautiful. And after how much they've been through together and they yeah. they can have these moments of tenderness and it's not like. We don't see enough of that depicted with older or younger men, honestly, on TV. Yeah. Or with, yeah. Anyway, I love them. I ship them so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. I like the idea that his real love in all of this is not either of the women, but. And Ellen knows it and yeah. she calls him out on it. I mean, Liam, come on. Come on. It's not, it's not like that, he says. <laughs> it's just, I like the, no, I like the sound of the, the name. name. Come on. Uh, Kaylee, I just wanted to let you know that I'm 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 just gonna be calling my child Kay. Is <laughs> nothing to do with you though. <laughs> it's just a coincidence I like the sound of the name. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you love me. <laughs> uh so she Ellen has called in the other final everyone. Everyone who is not currently held and up in a hospital bed Caprica. and Caprica Six. And uh, Ellen's like, what's the matter, Bill? Uh, or not Bill. Ty. Saul. What's the matter, Saul? You can't leave your true love. Who is Bill? And he doesn't want to do it. And it, through all of this debate about like, okay, well, you guys can all go and Caprica 6 can go with you and I'll stay here. Like then uh, something goes really wrong with the baby. Yeah. And so our friend Ronald says that... In this part, he wants it to be ambiguous. Like, was this pregnancy doomed from the beginning Mm. in terms of, like, a silent asylum baby not being able to exist? Or was this a failure of love as the silence believe that she, in this moment, has complications to what was a very strong baby with a kettle drum heartbeat, as we learned Mm. before? I mean, the timing of every time she, like... Is experiencing pain with the baby the first time mm. is when He's Saul fracking, and Ellen yeah. are fracking, yeah. and this is the second time. So yeah, so he doesn't give a definitive answer to that, but he says smart. that he wants us to take it either way. Yeah, I don't know. Curious mm. if people have strong feelings about it either way. I think because now we're we're already in a world where it's like one god, many gods. What do you believe in? Like, there's so, so much room for mm. debate. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot put on this idea of a baby can only come into this world between Cylons if there's true love. Hmm. So maybe there's something to it. Ellen, it seems like actually really regrets uh, putting them through this. This seemed like genuine emotion to me. Yeah. Uh, where she's like, I didn't realize how much stress it, stress it would put on her mm-hmm. to... Uh, to have the possibility of losing you, da, da, da. Mm. Uh, 
he wants she wants Saul to express his feelings to her in words because that's what she needs and what the baby needs and he's like nah I hate words I don't need to say it I feel it isn't that enough uh, and I'm like it no it's like no but also it's he it is a really beautiful moment where he's like let it me feel, feel it and I'll fill the freaking room it's but cute. you know what guys sometimes if you love someone you gotta say it you gotta say hey Kaylee listen I love you I love you too see but How also easy that? I'm absolutely guilty of the failure Look, of words thing unreal. all the time. I got plenty of words to talk about. Battle You're Star good at words. What I have, mm. uh, I'm less good at words. The about whole feelings. Look, the whole Ellen six scene is weird as fuck. It's all weird. Yeah, it's all. It's weird. I'm not a fan of it. A weird. Time. Let's move past it. Okay. Mm. Uh, my next note is lol at Gaius with a gun. Oh yeah, we're not. We're not there quite yet. There yet but I sure. keeps taking notes for a little while. Yeah, obviously. it sounds like you. <laughs> this I'm all offended. of this is intercut with Adama kind of looking around at his ship and what's happening to it and having a lot of feelings mm. about uh kind of losing the essence of his girl Galactica. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh Ellen is kind of saying the words for Ty at this point and is just like, Oh, I'll leave and you two can stay and there's the f- this is where we get the flat line mm. and it seems almost like if you want to believe that yeah. this is all about true love the possibility of ellen leaving and ty staying made ty hurt in his heart and that killed the baby yeah that seems like some religious nonsense he to me, certainly believes that to be true i think so it's like no i didn't mean it i didn't mean it mm. and he didn't say anything it's mm. just it was like a thought crime yeah thought crime <laughs> are we in minority report right now <laughs> so yes gaius apollo roslin and adama are having a little meeting and mm-hmm. adama is so annoyed he's like i'm not gonna be a part of this no but how he says it is i'm going to the head yeah for a little project i've been working on <laughs> and then funny. goes to storm out goes to storm out to take a shit because that'll be more productive than what's happening here Mm. Gaius makes a really good point which is what Gaius does which is how Gaius gets everything he wants somehow Mm -hmm. which like they are losing control of the civilians on the ship Mm -hmm. how long is it going to be until they're using centurions for protection Mm. Uh, this is a human solution it's the last one you're going to get and now they all have guns (laughs) (laughs) which Gaius does not know how to use I I I called back to the line Butterfingers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he, But it's so funny That he's doing this Inspirational speech mm. While absolutely fumbling With this gun It's hilarious mm. Paula's like I don't know how you did it But alright buddy Sure You got me more guns I'm happy Props where props are due Yeah fair uh, Tyrell's watching Boomer sleep Yeah I'm going on there Yeah And then there's Activity in Sam's brain When nobody's around Ooh Mysterious mm. And then we have this beautiful last little scene it's with gorgeous. Adama and, and Ty. And there's just, there's so much love between them and they've been through so much. And they cry and they hug and it's yeah, beautiful. It's really, really touching. They're both losing their children somehow. Kind of. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there's, sil- there's Adama and Rosalind are t- taking a little walk through the candle hallway and they see one of the khaki clad Cylons, uh, putting up kinky six mm, it that's for you but sure yeah <laughs> kinky khaki kinky khaki 
putting up a picture and then they go over to look and there's a whole bunch of pictures of like different models different models okay there's a lot of sixes and eights there it kind of looked like at the end they were really focusing on one like id of a of an eight Mm. and i was like is it supposed to be boomer is it supposed to be the chick that we lost in the webisodes and then like i was just generally really confused yeah, I don't know that they were, they were necessarily focusing on but the, that. the last scene is like an ID photo of an eight. But the, it's surrounded by all the other pictures. Yeah, but it was really like that was in the middle. Okay. And it felt like the... I, anyway. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyway. I'm not sure, to be honest. And Adama's like, oh, it's already happening, isn't it? Like, mm. and uh, this is Gaius in wonder... the previous scene used the word a blended ship. Yeah, and this is why I wonder whether or not the Cylons will be counted in the next episode. I guess we'll find out. We shall. So the thing I don't have is counts for this episode because we ran out of time because it's crazy time here. We have, look, we try. We're, do, we're doing, we're working hard. I'm going to, I'm going to get those counts. Don't you fret. Yes. Uh, but I'll have them right this second. Okay. Alrighty. It's been fun. It's been fun. Gonna Thank go you. We're going to go eat some Mexican food. We are going to go and i'm gonna try uh we will see you next week slash fortnight slash whenever it comes out see ya bye i really like christmas it's sentimental i know but i just really like it religious I'd rather break bread with Dawkins than Desmond Toot Toot to be honest and yes I have all of the usual objections to consumerism to the commercialization of an ancient religion to the westernization of a dead Palestinian press ganged into selling playstations and beer but I still really like him Hello again, this is Kaylee wishing you a very happy post-holiday season from the Windy City. Uh, Maybe a little late for season's greetings, but I still have a Christmas tree up, so I say we keep this festivity going. We are also keeping up the Beers Beats BSG tradition of hoping we don't get sued for the music that we use. Um, But I had to play this song because it is Lisa's favorite Christmas song. I think it's kind of a dick move because I'm pretty sure this song makes her cry. So sorry about it. Sorry, not sorry. This is White Wine in the Sun by Tim Menchin, who is also a lovely Australian. And it seemed particularly appropriate as this has been a very stressful holiday season for Australia in that a lot of it is currently on fire. As we established Much to the surprise of some of us on this podcast, Australia is about the same size as the U.S., so, like, that's a lot of fire. And we just hope that everyone and your loved ones are safe and healthy. If you're in a financial position to make a donation, there's a lot of information online about where you can send that money to, so maybe we'll post a link or two on our Twitter page. 
But I wanted to check in and say sorry for the delay in getting our final episodes out to you. If you've been following along, you know that I'm currently in grad school in Chicago. And as it turns out, grad school is time consuming. Who knew? Lisa has also had a bit of a stressful year. And I don't know that 2020 is going to be any easier on us, but... We do have a couple episodes in the bag that need a little bit of editing because you know how we ramble. But Lisa has watched the finale. She has opinions on it. I have opinions on it. We are going to talk about it, hopefully sooner rather than later. I think we're also a little sad that this strange, drunken sci-fi journey has to come to an end. But we're going to do our best to wrap it up soon. In the meantime, I have what I know you all were really hoping for this holiday season. I have counts for this episode. So let's talk about Cylons. We had a whole bunch of kinky, khaki-clad sixes and eights working on the ship. We had Boomer reunited with the fleet, as well as Ellen bringing us to a full final five. We've got Caprica six. We've got Head six. We've got a featured six and eight who are doing a lot of decision making. And I guess we should give a shout out to Liam since we're never going to meet him. Sorry, bud. And for Frax, uh, this is fully a tie episode. We've got three from Ellen, five from Saul. Nobody else gets a Frack. So that's it. To our Beers Beats BSG family, we're wishing you a very happy new year, and we're going to try to get some new episodes to you, like, before next Christmas. Bye! you will learn someday That wherever you are and whatever you face These are the people who make you feel safe in this world My sweet blue-eyed girl And if my baby girl, when you're 21 or 31, and Christmas comes around, and you find yourself 9,000 miles from home, you'll know whatever comes. Your brother and sisters and me and your mom will be waiting for you in the sun whenever you come your brothers and sisters your aunts and your uncles your grandparents cousins and me and your mom will be waiting for you in the sun Drinking white wine in the sun Darling, when Christmas comes We'll be waiting for you in the sun Drinking white wine in the sun Waiting for you in the sun